And I'm Sam. And my mic was muted for that part, so uh, just uh, to do it again, uh, welcome to <laughs> Sam and Scott are watching Watchmen, the show where we watch the HBO show Watchmen. I am Scott. I'm Sam. Again. Uh, and we are here to talk about Season 1, Episode 8, God Walks Into a Bar. This is our instant reaction uh, to the show. And Sam, I am excited about where this show's going. I think it takes taking a lot of risks this season. I think they're all paying off. Uh, what are your first thoughts after seeing the episode? I was I, I got a little emotional there at the end and everything. It was very, very like, you know, it was very uh, yay, you know, the 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 love the love story between Calla and you know, uh, John and Angela. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it it hit right there and I I, I I for sure I thought Angela was about to bite it. Oh, I yeah. thought she was about to fight it. I was like, wow, is the show about to go there? <laughs> you know, it's about are they really gonna do it? You know, but when when um the tragic thing was John, so we don't know what's going to happen with him. But it was a it was a um a very Watchmen episode. Mm-hmm. We seen this in um I forget which chapter, but I think it was like the third or fourth chapter yeah. mm-hmm. where um um he does he talks to the he talks um he goes he sees time in a different um uh, in a different thing than um uh, than than we do or whatever. Right. He experienced right, right. time all at one time, so it was a very great way of actually seeing this played out live you know, in an episode. It's, it's one of those things they do really well. Uh, it's, it's the type of thing that does really convert well to the visual medium for mm-hmm. sure. A uh, really great transition. We saw it deploy, deployed to really great effect in, uh, in the movie. We saw it deployed yeah. really great effect yep. here. The disjointed yep. timestamp where he sort of is like a, almost like a wormhole where he can tunnel two pieces of time together yeah. and, yeah. Uh, and, and make it there. So, uh, and, and even though events are happening, he's not actually, uh, He's experiencing them, but he's not really there. Right. You know, so he gets surprised when 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 Angela says something or when um 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 Jane, you know, back when <laughs> back when he was with her back in the Watch Original Watchmen series, mm-hmm. you know, says something, Lori and everything, you know. Um he's 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 not actually there there, right. but he's still experiencing them. So he's actually verbally he's actually uh able to verbally say, you know, the events that's happening as they're going in time. And, and it's and it's so neat the way they portray that as you know him being sort of um, unmoored in um, sort of unmoored in uh, in time, right? Uh, right? Just the way that they do that is so interesting. Um, right. You know, I, I'm a big fan of of how they presented that particular effect. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's something that you know when you watch when you when you read the book, it's hard to see how they're going to get that done. Um, right. Right. But it's and, done in a really great way in the right. book itself. So, like you said, to say it play in effect and everything is is really is really great to see. Oh man, absolutely, absolutely. You know, we got some feedback here. Wise guy one hundred uh, says he loved the episode, uh, loved the dialogue. His only downside for him was that the document had glowing effect, look a little cheap uh, in comparison. <laughs> but you know, in uh, in wise guy's defense and our defense too, you know, we've been watching shows like The Mandalorian lately. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, everything in the world looks cheap next to that. And I've actually personally, you know, yeah. for me, I've been rewatching all the Marvel yeah. movies on Disney Plus. So yeah. everything yeah. on the universe does is, in fact, cheap in comparison. Well, to well, all, well, also look at it like this, too. We've seen the Watchmen movie and everything. Watchmen, the Watchmen um, movies, the Exciter movie actually did do justice to mm-hmm. the Dr. Manhattan effect and everything. Oh, yeah, so sure. uh, we get that. Imp- we already seen Dr. Manhattan in that movie. So to see him here. It's sort of like a come down from mm. that effects wise. Right. 
But emotion-wise and everything, I think I think the episode played really good. It really did. It filled in all those all those excellent gaps, answered all the questions you may have had about yeah, how yeah, how did yeah. Adrian get there? You know, uh, obviously he would have been hiding out in Karnak, and uh, you know, it's, it it makes the through line of his story seem so much more interesting now because you see him coming and knowing all of this, and then watching how his own ambition, like for humanity made him just like yeah yeah it's like yeah, yeah yeah they they you know he he makes a comments about he makes a comment about you know why do they still need to feel the the need to make bombs and everything well what did you think was going to happen adrian you killed three million people <laughs> but for what human beings are still going to be human beings at the end of the day they're made to destroy each other mm-hmm. you know so i mean i don't he he was just so full of himself as the villain or whatever mm-hmm. what you know the um the savior or whatever he didn't he didn't anticipate the consequences and everything. The Messiah you know, complex uh, is strong in Adrian Veidt. Oh right? man, his it's all it's like he's basically like eighty percent eighty percent Messiah complex, <laughs> uh, just like how we're eighty percent wa- uh, water. Um, you so, know, so 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 Crookshanks and Phillips are his his parents. Well, not, not <laughs> in a way, right? It's this weird like it's such a weird. Uh, it's such a weird not, not little... Adrian's parents, John's parents. Well, that John, it's like metaphorical, right? Like the yeah, first yeah. people he saw creating life, he's emulated in his right, like childlike right. innocence. He's retreated into right. his memory to course, find to find course. these people right. who uh-huh. were, were just trying to create a life to replace a son of theirs who'd been murdered by, I guess, uh, disease or whatever. Um, the transportation of the entire English countryside makes me wonder <laughs> how nobody noticed that. <laughs> uh, I thought that was a really a really cool neat thing. Um, well, it, it, it was a great way to um to to sort of circle back and frame how he got the idea of right. creating life right. from his um you know accidentally seeing his mom and dad you know going at it and everything. So that you know? wasn't his parents, right? Just to be just to be not his parents because that was just two people that lived. They were the people that were the lords and lord and lady of the manor. And I'm, I'm totally off as far as that yeah. is. So, hey, hashtag hey Sam and stuff. I've really we thought always those hashtag hey Sam. Uh, <laughs> it's the only hashtag we use every time. Uh, so, so those I, his parents. Right. So those there's two people that live there. Okay. All and right. then he's then he goes back and emulates Genesis in every way, where he creates the darkness and the lightness and the ocean and the life and all that stuff in right. order, but doesn't take Sunday off because that's a hack. Does that if you're Rick Sanchez, right? Okay. Uh, also, we saw we saw some more information. Uh, you know, finding out the Osterman's uh, mother left for an SS officer is mm. is an interesting little piece there. One one thing that's a neat uh, kind of historical in in line on that is that the SS were always obsessed with occult and weird, like Aryan religious rituals that were designed to create a race of people that were superior to other races. Right. So having they were obsessed with experiments. But John's mother had already created the being mm. that was going to be that was going to essentially be the the fulfillment of Nietzsche's triumph of the will, right? Nietzsche's right. um Nietzsche's uh, conception of the overman or the man who can go right. beyond morality. Uh, okay. that's who Jocker Manhattan really is. And so the irony of his mother leaving uh his father who has produced like already at this time has produced the offspring that will turn into Dr. Manhattan. She leaves for an SS officer who's going to be in search of the same Aryan godhood himself. So uh, an interesting little, little through line that you would know if you paid attention to the Wolfenstein video games uh, <laughs> and, and, uh, and uh, <clears throat> the history channel circa 1998. 
uh, which was all which my mom used to call the Hitler Channel because it had an H. Uh, he was he was he was frequently there, but usually as a foil for the heroes yeah, and stories. Right? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I'm so I'm so excited that the show has now made itself make sense. Um, the yeah. murder of Judd is yeah. solved. We know why Will knew about um, Judd. You know, we know why Hitler. She knew about Judd, right? We know right. why we why Will knew to kill Judd. That there was that clan outfit there, and it's because of an Inception esque time hole that is created by Doctor Manhattan. Now, um, now, now, let me recall something, and I, I don't recall. This is the first time we're seeing, you know, with the uh, Alan Moore's Watchmen, and this this is the first time we're seeing it, Angela speaking. So Angela asked him to directly ask his her grandfather ten years ago as he was talking to yeah. him. Um, um, the, the inception report, <laughs> she asked him to, to answer a question. Yeah. So is this the first time that we're actually seeing this play out, um, as an idea yeah. that he can actually speak or, you know, he can actually interpret, um, live dialogue through time, you well, know, and actually it's the causality pretzel that we, so we've yeah, talked about right, before right, but, when we talk about problems with time travel or time travel, not done really well. And right. here, uh, John always always told Will Reeves about this. So right. Will Reeves was always going to murder Judd. Mm-hmm. And he was always going to rope Angela into this. So the fact that she was the you know, the person that asked after that, it it, 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 it tells you the causality of this, right? Which is yeah, a one a sort of well, the chicken and the egg. And there's a lot of different ways to look at that. Science just kinda has um you know, science has one way to look at that, which is the multiverse theory. But if you look at things from a causality of one singular timeline that Manhattan kind of, you know, if you think of it like spaghetti, right? And he's just sitting, he's a sauce, right? He can kind of go to any point in the timeline when he wants and connect them. So he's, he's causing consequences himself just by be just by being in existence. Right. Right. Cause there'd right. be no other way to tie those two together. So the, right. the murder of Judd that prompted Lori to come, right. Mm-hmm. That prompted the investigation that prompted the changing of the guard that pushed the time frame forward for all the Tulsa stuff is caused by Dr. Manhattan being there in the first place. So so he is sort of an uncaused cause at the beginning of all of this. None of this would have happened if it weren't for Dr. M. I, I know this is about to bring up a whole bunch of theories and craziness on Reddit. <laughs> you know, I, I, I can already see it now, you know. So get set, people. Yeah. You know, this week is about to be some, you know, theory crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little worried because we got one episode left. Mm-hmm. They still have to tie up the, you know, whole Lady True thing. And um, I know next week it's not going to be like a two-hour episode, right. you know. Um, so I'm, I'm just wondering, cause, because we had none of that in this episode, this mm-hmm. is strictly all about Dr. Manhattan and Angela and their relationship and how it built up to what happened in the, the cliffhanger from last week's episode. And Absolutely. it still played out really well. The whole episode played out, you know, nice and um, smooth, especially um, like we were talking about with the back and forth between Dr. Manhattan knowing like the past, present, and future and everything. Um, um, yeah. <laughs> well, Mike W. asked in our chat, he asked, do you think Dr. Manhattan knows how this all will end? Um, that's a really good question. And I think it's one of the, um, you know, uh, it's really one of the overriding questions of causality. Uh, for him to know the how, the ultimate ending, he would have to live for it, right? Right. He keeps so, saying, I'm going to get destroyed. I'm going to get destroyed. Right. Um, 
I want to welcome the people that are just joining us now. Uh, just Thank to you. say hi Thank to everybody you. who's Thank dropping in here. And just to recap, this is Sam and Scott are watching Watchmen, season one, episode eight. We're talking about how you know Doctor Manhattan is Cal and all the revelations we've seen today, including and and I'll just own up to <laughs> Sam's getting enormous, guys. I don't know if you see this. Is uh, his his cam's dancing around on me? Hold on, I'm gonna try. I'm to a fix big that guy. Real quick. <laughs> one second, one second, one second, one second. Okay, now you're transformed and bound to the width and yep. there, we go. there we go i'm right there Fixy right now fixed. okay okay all so right. now we shouldn't have any more problems all right so cow's dr manhattan the first theory that's dead is my theory from last week indicating that <laughs> all of the origin story was putatively uh total uh total bs um so i'll take the first <laughs> l of the week uh thank you to the commenter who called me out for being full of it and uh, was correct <laughs> I just wanted to say thank you, whoever that. Get him, commenter, get him. <laughs> so, you know, I admitted I thought it was a far-fetched thing. Uh, it really is. Um, you know, to me, uh, something like changing the origin story of Doctor M, I think, is within the rights of the show. A show like this to do here. Um, yeah, it's it's a, um, you know, I mean, it's it's a lot of stuff that's changed. I mean, and you know, the, the theories just are going to just keep mounting. Like what I said, it's one episode left. I mean. What is what is about to happen here? You know, <laughs> absolutely. And and Matt uh, Matt Fortuna over in our chat. Thanks so much for reminding me. It was you that called me out. So thank you for uh, <laughs> calling me out. And get him, Matt. Get him. And then hearing me and then hearing me get throw him. a bunch of shade at you on the main cast, and then coming back for, for the instance. So thanks right, so much. right, right, right. Hashtag hate Scott. <laughs> Hashtag hate Scott. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh man. We we on Nerd Cyclopedia love it when he's wrong because he will tell us when he's right, I do. folks. I pretty much don't you know? say anything else except for that I'm right. You know, ask my wife, she'll tell you. It's a real illness. Uh it's a real illness. Oh man. Great episode, great episode though. Um I love the um the 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 reveal, you know, I love the um the fact of we're knowing well, what do you think about the end credits there? So, okay, so we, we did get uh dropped a question here asked about the uh the end credits here. Um, that was Theodore Wing the Third. Thanks for dropping in. Hope it's a real name because that's a cool name. Uh, so the end credit scene here at the end. All right. So the horseshoe. So what? Back to the horseshoe. What these clone husks? <laughs> these Doctor Manhattan humans. I I want to say slugs. I don't mean to mean like you drop solid on them. I mean like you know a bullet. You know what I mean? Like an empty bullet. So these human slugs. Um, you know, it, it seems to me like they have an idea that on the day they make the cake, they have to put something in the cake for uh, for Adrian, and it's a horseshoe. And it would seem to me like that's the type of thing Dr. Manhattan would drop on him, just be like, listen, do whatever he says, and make him a cake, put a horseshoe in the cake, he'll need it. So they keep right. saying, oh, would you like this? And they don't get it, right? Because they don't understand, <laughs> like, okay, another, like, they, maybe they don't even get time, because the Garden of Eden had no time. Uh, right. So it, it's something super-duper weird. I... I I, a couple years ago, I went on the internet and I found a website called LibriVox. And LibriVox is not our website, but it's a website that has free audiobooks. And I downloaded the book, The Count of Monte Cristo, right? And mm -hmm. Adrian, like, scratching away at the mortar there on the brick reminded me so much of the escape scenes from that book, which is, of course, mm -hmm. one of the classics of the genre of, of um, revenge, fiction so mm -hmm. so the count of monte cristo is this big it's like maybe the most famous prison story in history and it's a revenge story so adrian's coming and he's coming for revenge i mean who's he feel tricked by right right dr manhattan 
it sure seems like everybody is converging in Tulsa and everybody that's converging in Tulsa has the same idea. And that is to murder Dr. Manhattan. And for some of them become Dr. Manhattan in some way. (laughs) Now, let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. So, all right. Here, uh, this is a theory. You ready for my speculative theory? Guys, I'm going to go do some theory crafting here, so if you're sticking around the chat, <laughs> get ready to... Yeah, he does have his tinfoil I don't do tinfoil yeah. anymore because everything's we'll crazy on the show. Uh, right, no right, right, right. Because the craziest theory is always right, except this week. Uh, so all the pieces are set up for the final confrontation over the life and death of Dr. Manhattan. Right. Uh, we are ready to see what's going to happen. We have... Adrian escaping from Europa. We have John in Tulsa, Angela in Tulsa, Lori in Tulsa, the senators mm-hmm. in Tulsa. Lady True is just spinning up the Millennium Clock, mm-hmm. and Doctor Manhattan has been forcibly teleported away. Perhaps not knowing what's going to happen to him at all, uh, not knowing what's going to happen to him at all. All these plots are going to be intertwined. There's one resolution that's going to fix all this up. And so what we're going to see next week is we're going to see all the stuff that everyone in the chat is screaming for, which is what's going on with looking glass. What's going on with Adrian? Like, how's he going to escape? How's he going to get back from Europa? Like all, all, all this needs to be resolved in one episode, guys. Like I said, I'm worried. I'm, I'm worried. Um, I, I, I love dating Linda, yeah. you know, Lindelof and everything, but Hey, you know, he, he hasn't done the best things, but like, you know, final episodes, even though I love lost, but anyway, but he did stick landing at the end of the first season. A loss, right? Oh, he stuck lane with leftovers, so too. You, so, I hey, think we all got to remember, if you're worried a little bit about the Lindelofian, like, finishing, don't forget, <laughs> we are nowhere near the end of where this series should end up. Because it's oh, no, no, critically no, acclaimed, no, it's award-winning, the actors are tremendous, the characters are tremendous. How about Jeremy Irons looking just depressed and wearing that 1985 skinny tie, like, you know what I mean? You know, the cloth jacket thing that comes yeah, up to here? Right, 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 doing this right, whole, right. like, outdated 1980s thing and saying, why do they keep making mistakes and slamming and slamming his hand down? Why do they keep making bombs? I'm like, okay, all right, um, Adrian, hey, you're just, it's just so funny. I and mean, it's good It's good to see that um, the vivarium. Vi- 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 yeah. The, the it's good to see that they're um you know in Antarctica and everything so that was good uh, that was a good callback to like the graphic Big, novel and all stuff. that wreckage that was just <laughs> all the everywhere. wreckage and everything yeah, I mean the scale yeah, yeah. the scale of of like there's an epic scale to the history of this show which is so in in uh, so copacetic so in line with the spirit of the, this, the book the, the guy gets it I mean Damon Lindelof and his um I, I've seen Jeff Jensen he was a big um. He was a big um, contributor to as far as writing recaps of Lost and everything. So um, if you guys, you know, watch Lost and, and read a lot of Jeff Jensen's recaps in the Entertainment Weekly mm-hmm. 10, 10, 15 years ago and everything, he used to go in, really in-depth in what a lot of the meaning a lot of a lot of the episodes were. So I've seen his name on, on like a, 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 the writer credits and everything mm-hmm. on this show. So, um, I mean, it's really great to see him there. And they get the material is my point. They get the material in ways that Alan Moore, I know, would appreciate. You know, he he would have to, and if it was a, it was if it wasn't for the simple fact that he curts, you know, anybody who who would um, take on any any parts of the um, of any of his adaptions. He once said that his mate- his material could never be adapted into film. You know, and this is sort of proven maybe his point wrong. Well, 
Let's think about a few things here. And and this is stuff that, you know, Dr. Manhattan could see, but uh, what definitely could not uh, be seen is technology in the future. And right right now sitting in, I mean, we're both in our basements. I mean, Uh I'm sorry, the fabulous encyclopedia studios. Uh, And we've got like TV studios in our basements and I'm not Uh like, like John Rockefeller. Like I'm not J JDR here. I'm not that type of rich. So, you know, I don't think Alan Moore could foresee the technology that allows us to bring stories. Not, not at all. We bring not it. at I mean, all. If you showed someone from 1987, mm. Avengers three and Avengers four, their brains would melt out of their heads <laughs> and run down the back of their mouth. Hey, it'd be crazy. The, 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 um, I'm a lifelong comic, you mm-hmm. know, book fan from like, since I was like six years old, you know what I'm saying? So, Seeing every I, this this the the era that we're in right now as far as technology and what we're seeing on TV from like you know Avengers you know superhero stuff you know um, science fiction stuff to Watchmen yeah. I've never thought I would see Watchmen on TV you know um, it isn't chintzy was, it isn't chintzy yeah, yeah, it isn't yeah, cheap yeah, it isn't yeah, it doesn't look yeah. like the the right. old TV uh, Captain America right doesn't look like right. that. it doesn't look right. like guys running around in felt. The the Doctor Manhattan that we saw today looked like looked like Cal, right? Like I said, and yeah, obviously yeah. this is an artifact of his impression. I, 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 I love the way Angela said, "Okay, you still have Cal's face and everything." Yeah. So they're basically just acknowledging we never get to see um, um, Doctor Manhattan as John, you know, in John in the John form and everything, because maybe that would be a little confusing. Well, symbolism, but it's um, all symbolism, right? Yeah, so yeah, why can, why it, wouldn't it, be able it, to see his face? Why wouldn't be able to see his true right. identity? Because he hides it right. from us. Because he's unable to access it. It doesn't exist. It's right. a hole. Uh, right. So his humanity right. is not right. there. So his face doesn't so, matter. Well, the, the, the first thing he puts on when he walks into the bar, a guy walks into a bar. <laughs> get it? A bar. You know, he walks into a bar right. <laughs> and put, puts on the um, you know, the um, the Doctor Manhattan mask and everything. Uh, uh, Absolutely. And that's the crazy thing, right? The most famous man on earth, a man who can blow things up with his fingers in the land he conquered himself. This is like Caesar in in Gaul. And he can be anonymous because what matters about him is absolutely not his personhood. And that is such an interesting way to look at that character. I'm just it's the type of thing that you don't expect to see in what is the modern version of the Republic serial, right? That's what, that's what TV is. And, and for right, it to right, reach right, right. A, a level of narrative complexity and to reach, I mean, let's think about this for a second. In the last three weeks, we've got this entire story showing all of Dr. Manhattan's powers, a continuation of the Adrian Veidt story, the entire origin effectively of Angela Abar, the entire origin of Looking Glass, and the entire origin, the real entire origin of Hooded Justice, all just in the yes. first season. So <laughs> if if I am telling you mm. what this season is, is this is a season of origin stories. Just one after another, yes. after another, after another. Okay. And as our chat is telling me, they've, they've ordered, I'm hearing rumors they're ordering up more seasons, although I haven't seen the news alert, which makes me a terrible podcaster. Okay, so 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 guys, let me tell you about the real on what I believe, and this is this is this yes. is what I believe as far as future seasons yes. and everything. Okay, yes. so Damon Lim- Damon Lindelof uh, was burned by okay. loss, the law ending of loss. People really, the there was a lot of hatred on the way loss ended. So he put everything when he was brought upon to do Watchmen. 
he was um he was real hesitant on even doing this because he loved the material so much that he didn't even want to touch mm -hmm. it. But at the same time, the thought of someone else actually doing the material, you know, besides him just left him just like, OK, well, at least I got to tackle and at least try. So I'm going to put everything, everything and what we're listening, what we're witnessing right now is him putting everything into this season. So that's why we're getting so much complexity and just so much great narrative and everything into this season. So, of course, HBO is going to want more. You know, this is sort of like a true detective type of thing. Um Damon Lindelof said he may do another, you know, another season. He may not. Depends on how this next episode and the reaction will be. I truly believe if he sticks the landing on this next episode, he is so in the game for future Watchmen. We better hope. And even if, and even if people don't like this ending, guys, remember the journey. Remember the journey. That's that's a whole. That was the whole point of loss. The journey of loss was just so great, and the journey of leftovers was just so great. Remember the journey that you felt up to this point on this great narrative show that we're watching right now. So if you do get disappointed by the ending, and if you think that it wasn't all worth it, just remember the feeling that you have right now of this journey. Because we need this guy and his staffing and his, his, his narration and everything to do more shows. I want more Damon Lindelof Watchmen episodes. I, I want to see more, too. I'm not satisfied with the one season. I mean, we'll see how the story ends here. I think, you know, a big deal on the satisfaction meter on this one's going to be what the heck is the Millennium Clock? This thing has been sitting there in the background of the whole show ever since that first yes. pullback scene from 2019. Yes. Yes. It has to be awesome. Yes. That To me, they got to stick that landing. Uh, we got some guys in chat. Uh, again, thank you all for joining us. Uh, one of the thank questions you. we're seeing in chat is, do you think we're going to get a battle of Dr. Manhattan's or do you think they're going to zap Dr. Manhattan's power? Now, I have my my crazy, crazy prediction, which is almost always right. Um, I think that what Cal has been doing when he makes waffles <laughs> is taking some of Dr. Manhattan's power uh -huh. and delivering it to the people that eat the waffles. Is what I think. Sometimes. Maybe not every time. Maybe not everything he makes. Okay, okay. But there's... Okay, okay gotta be a really good reason that he goes oh i'm hungry after they show us <laughs> him saying like i can take my powers and i can put them in some food and you could eat it and you know i guess you could call yourself a yeah. dr manhattan if you did that Here i'm hungry and i want that. waffles now sam uh-huh so, <laughs> just all of a sudden you just want waffles yeah. so so my <laughs> thinking here is that maybe they will destroy dr manhattan but somebody else is going to get access to the abilities of Dr. Manhattan. And maybe the problem that Lady True sees isn't so much that Dr. Manhattan doesn't care, but that Dr. Manhattan is John Osterman. And if Dr. Manhattan was someone that did care, that wasn't John Osterman, and that did felt a deep connection to humanity, then maybe they would be able to actually use the powers of Dr. Manhattan to bring about Adrian Veidt's utopia, which he will live to see, according to a certain blue bedonged person so scott what was the first thing john learned after he he after he's um after he was destroyed in that intrinsic changer what's the first thing that he said that he learned put himself back together right i don't think john is good is 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 cal john i don't think he's dead or you know or is going to die i think this is a guy that's just going to live in some instance some former fashion forever okay. or whatever you know whatever you want to call it so let's day. let's um, say you're right hmm? let's okay. say you're right 
So what is his end? What is Dr. Manhattan looking for that he can't give himself? Well, I'll tell you, it's a companion. He can't make his own companion. And I think that that's proven by what Adrian is going through on Europa. Uh Because Uh these, these perfect beings that just want to serve and give and love, they can't offer companionship. And that is what is driving Adrian insane because they're not fully human. And so the doctor cannot just conjure up a, a companion for himself he has to have it created by an outside means because he well, doesn't know how to create life. But obviously, life has mm-hmm. been created, so something must know how to create that sort of humanity, right? What did we see the warden say at the end there, you know, at the end of credits and everything? The warden was like, you know, I know all about loneliness and everything, you know, about being alone and stuff. You know, um, so if this is Dr. Manhattan's true intention, well, I guess in a way, if we are in theory to live and then we die, as they alluded to in the episode, is where eventually doesn't things always end in, you know, everything in always end in tragedy, mm-hmm. you know, in a way, because you eventually die. So <laughs> as we walk about life, we're, we're crazy looking for a companion to walk us, walk with us, yeah, right? Absolutely. You know, I mean, it's a big idea, but it's at, at, at its core, it's the simplest idea, you know? Mm-hmm. You're only on this earth for so long, so you might as well be with somebody, <laughs> have somebody to talk to while you're on so it. So let's think about Frankenstein. And I, okay. And, okay, all right. I, I got it. I know that's like really all that, like off the wall to just say Frank, the word Frankenstein all of a sudden. Uh, uh-huh. So Frankenstein's monster was, in the book, a creation that was high, super intelligent and super strong, right? The movies dumbed, dumbed, dumbed down Frankenstein's monster. In the book, he's like a savant and highly intellectual. But the problem is that he doesn't have a companion, and he can't create a companion. And he follows the Dr. Frankenstein around, demanding that he create a companion, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the one key difference in you know story and everything between Frankenstein and Dr. Manhattan is that Dr. Mm-hmm. Manhattan created himself. So, yes, he did. so if he yeah. demands a companion, there's no one for him to go to, except Adrian Veidt. Now, let me ask you this: If you were Doctor Manhattan, and let's say you were, if I was Doctor Manhattan, Doctor Manhattan, you know, you'd be, well, you'd probably have more important things to do with your time than this. <laughs> but when you think about it, who's who is in Tulsa right now? Mm-hmm. Not just Angela. Lori Blake is in Tulsa. Yep. So it would seem if you were to pick someone who's going to be the bride of Dr. Manhattan, for <laughs> for lack of a better term, that there right, are plenty right. of candidates between Lori and Angela, obviously, and of course Lady True. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that there are a lot of candidates and people that might want to be with Dr. Manhattan in Tulsa right now. So that's sort of where i feel like they're going obviously that's just some i mean i just yanked that from hey it's 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 there there as as some people would say i mean it's 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 some meat on it's some meat on those bones that you're that you're baking there you know cooking oven and everything (laughs) let's hope scott is right (laughs) next week it doesn't matter People do not need to be added here, Samuel. Oh man. Anyway, so 
Hey, hey, we appreciate you guys. We probably ran a little long, but it was a great episode to talk about, man. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and, you know, next week, it seems like we're going to get the resolutions we didn't get this week. So I know some of you are impatient. Relax. They're going to show us. They're going to show us the magic trick. We don't really have to worry about that so much. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to future seasons. I, I want to know what's going on with Dan Dryberg. So, you know, if they're, te- if they're leaving that on the table for, you know, another season, I'm all good with that. Leave. Great nugget. You know, great, me. great nugget because, I mean, he was at four. I keep going back to that, um, the, 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 the four pitcher, mm-hmm. um, window mm-hmm. back in, um, Lori's hotel room or whatever room that she was in. And we still, we, we know all about Dr. Manhattan. We know all about Lori. We know all about Adrian. We, that, it was a reason why they had, um, um, Night Owl right yep. there, Dan Dryberg in the, in a fourth spot. So, He's the um he's the other element that they be they may be leaving for um next season. Absolutely, and you know if they're gonna say some stuff for later, that's fine with me as long as we get to see it. Uh, as long as we get to see more, I want more. Right. I want it, I want to keep this going. Nine episodes—that's not we enough. Knew this show, Warner Brothers, <laughs> or else you're gonna get the business. I'm gonna be the one to give it to you. Sorry, guys, that hey, got crazy. We, we, Thank, thank you guys for chatting with us, man. Yeah. It's awesome. It's always awesome for you to comment and leave comments. Make sure that you're subscribing, yes. you know, and tell your friends and share, you know. Make sure that you're sharing everything. We love watching it just like you guys. If you're hearing this on the podcast feed, hey, we have a YouTube channel. This podcast you're listening to right now, you want to see our gorgeous faces? <laughs> I try not to overpromise, but I'm overpromising there. Uh, you can head right on over to our channel, Nerd Cyclopedia, just like you'll see on the screen. Ha! Or in the show notes, if you're coming from the podcast side. We'd love to get some mix and match on that. So if you're coming from one to the other, go ahead and do so. Follow us, subscribe. You know, uh, we just want you to be able to get our content. And the way things are going, we're thinking the, the release types are going to be shifting around a little bit. So to get everything, you're going to want to subscribe to both the podcast yep. feeds and yep. the YouTube channel. And remember, we're doing also the Mandalorian, so we got that coming up. And um, as Scott, um, we got Scott's um, nobody cares mm-hmm. segments and everything. So we got so we got some content. Make sure that you're on our website, nerdcyclopedia.com, where you can get all our links and um, our articles. And check out you know, our well, I'll, I'll have, check out our interview with Dan Ekus from last week for sure. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, great creator and everything. Mm-hmm. Definitely check that out. I'll be coming up with a um, couple articles this week, so make sure that you guys are checking the PDPedia files yes. tomorrow morning. Can't wait to see Hot those. Off the presses. You know, out of the presses. All right. Anything else you want to say to the fine people of the podcasting universe? Hey, thanks for watching us. Great episode. We'll we'll see you on tour. We'll talk to you again on Tuesday for the full for the full recap cast. And if you do have feedback to send us, we will be recording that episode tomorrow night around nine. So get that over to us at. Watching Watchmen at NerdCyclopedia.com. All right, signing off. This is uh, Scott signing off here. Sam. And uh, we'll see you later.